0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. Here's your host, Kyle Charles. Game day is 10 days away as Purdue opens versus Penn State. That's game one. There'll be 11 games after that. Let's break down the Boilermakers schedule with some confidence picks. Who is Purdue most likely to beat and who is at least likely to beat? That and much more on Golden Black Radio as we get set for that opener. Kyle Charters here with Tom Deanhart. Tom, Mm -hmm. let's jump right in to that. I gave you very little notice that this is how we were going to break this down. So uh, we'll uh, we'll sort of fly (laughs) a little bit here and, and try to work our way through this. All right, so Uh, I did this a couple of days ago, uh, just named off my, my 12 through one, 12 being the, the most likely victory for Purdue. I think we probably agree on this one and put Indiana state at number 12. First of all, uh, we express our condolences after the, the tragedy over the weekend, uh, for the Sycamores community and the football program in particular, what a, what a, what a tragic accident, uh. That was over the weekend. In terms of football, the Boilermakers will have a, an edge against Indiana State at FCS. Now, granted, uh, Purdue didn't play particularly well a few years ago when they played Indiana State and needed a, a Ricardo Allen interception to get uh, a victory during its one-win first season of the Daryl Hazel era. This one should go a little bit differently, though, I
1: would imagine. First, Kyle, Tell me who the all-time greatest Indiana State football player is. I digress. I know you don't, you don't know, do you? I'm going to go with Benji Glenn or Tunch Ilkin. How about that? remember Tunch Ilkin. Um, the great Pittsburgh uh, no. offensive attack But i go, You're right. Indiana State's got to be the team, the FCS opponent, uh, coached by uh, Kurt Mallory, one of Bill Mallory's sons. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the game. I mean, in Ross State Stadium, second game of the year. That's the game that, uh, without a doubt, uh, you have to say Purdue should win handily. At least that's the hope, right?
0: At number 11, I put in Florida Atlantic FAU non-Power 5 in ross Stadium, a night game. That, I think that game kicks off like at 7.30, September 24th. Uh, maybe in other years, this could have been a one that you sort of worried about a little bit. I, I just feel like Purdue in this situation under the lights in ross uh, with a veteran quarterback and a and a relatively deep team, should be able to handle the visitors.
1: Yeah, I got that as well as uh, I guess number eleven on here. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Lane Kiffin was coaching there. Of course, he went to Ole Miss. They've got Willie Taggart, who Jeff Fromm um, has coached against. It's kind of funny that both were head coaches at Western Kentucky too. So there's some connections there from a coaching standpoint. But you're right. There, there's some talent down there in Boca Raton. That's a program, too, Kyle, that, of course, Jeff Brom's mentor, Howard Schnellenberger, started. Mm-hmm. And uh, so kind of another neat, distant story in line. But, yeah, at home, homecoming as well, night game. Um, You've got to think producer should be able to take care of business versus the owls. All right, this is where we might start to
0: differ, I would imagine, at
1: number 10.
0: I went ahead and put Northwestern in here, though I think I have a lot of questions about the Wildcats, maybe by that point in the season. I think it's, what, like third to last game of the year. um, Maybe Northwestern will be a little bit improved. But I, I just, again, I have so many questions about Pat Fitzgerald's team offensively, and I don't think that that program can continue to do the crazy thing where they win the Big Ten West in even-numbered years and then finish dead last in odd-numbered years. I I just don't see uh, them swinging back as far in the positive direction this year after they were pretty miserable, especially offensively last year. I have Northwestern in as my number 10 and thus third most likely Purdue victory. Who do you put at number 10? I like
1: that call there, my friend. Uh, you're right. The Wildcats. Uh, anybody, everybody you talk to seem to think they're going to really struggle this year. But for Ryan Helensky to be their quarterback. It sounds like the old South Carolina guy. But yeah, fitzy has got some work to do. It sounds like. But I'm going to differ. I'm going to go with Indiana, even though that game is in Bloomington, the season finale, of course, the bucket game. Uh, by that time of the year, Kyle, uh, you could be in total shambles, total disarray nothing to play for about 30,000 fans scattered about Memorial stadium down there. <laughs> uh, uh, and Jeff Roms owned this, this, this team. The only loss against IU was that double overtime loss a few years ago in Ross age stadium. Of course, that one in 2020 got canceled, but still, I think, uh, like I said, uh, at that time of year, I usually have nothing to play for Purdue. may still have a lot to play for. I think Purdue rolls. And to me, that's, uh, I guess, number 10 on my confidence pick chart.
0: Yeah, I put Indiana in at number 9, uh, so just one spot off of your I, I think there's just a ton of questions about the Hoosiers, especially at skill positions. I just, as you look yeah. at their roster, I just don't know where the skill is. I don't know where the offensive speed is. They brought in a, a whole lot of new guys, so maybe some of those guys step into big roles immediately. But look, If your average margin of loss was 24 points the year before, 24. And that's even including (laughs) two losses in the Big Ten in which they were relatively close. They lost to Michigan State by five and lost to Maryland by three. If you take those two games out and just have their average margin of loss in the other seven Big Ten games, it jumps to like 31 or, I don't know, some tremendously bad number. Um Indiana was just was just not good they weren 't really close to good, and i don 't see that they 've made enough progress uh to be able to to make a big jump in two thousand twenty two Who do you put at number
1: nine i've got the game at Syracuse buddy uh, all right this is the program that under Dino baber is of course former Purdue assistant coach under jim coletto, so there's your storyline there and also Kyle, Dino, and Jeff have faced off as coaches when Ron was at Western Kentucky. The Babers was at, I believe, Bowling Green, so they have a little bit of on-field history, too, kind of a fun, like I said, storyline. But, you know, this is – Babers, I about year six for Dino, and they're going nowhere up there, um, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, he had one he's had one good season. He had a 10-win season a few years ago, but that was certainly an anomaly program uh, struggles mightily on offense. They can run the football, Kyle. They they had a good running attack. They had a good running back, but struggled to throw it. So, um, I think going up there, I know when you go on the road, it can get tricky, but I think Purdue will be dialed in and be able to take care of a a quickly sinking orange program uh, for a coach who, uh, don't want to be too harsh on Dino, but who may be a dead man walking.
0: Yeah, put Syracuse in a little different spot. We'll get to that in just a moment. Let's hit number eight. I've got the game at Illinois. Uh, Confident that Purdue will be able to get this victory. Year two of Brett Bielema for the fighting Illini. I I do think Illinois could be improved uh, this season, but not with the kind of depth that is necessary to be able to win a bunch of Big Ten games, in my opinion. Uh, You know, this was a pretty ugly game. Uh, in ross eight last year to say the least uh maybe yeah. ugly is not even the right way to put it i think it could be an ugly game over there in Champaign again this year but i do think purdue is able to get a victory who do you have at number eight
1: yeah i've got uh, i've got the northwestern game slid in here in ross eight stadium yeah. the uh pen- penultimate game of the year the final home game senior days for purdue you talked a little bit about the wildcats and their struggles um uh, you know, Fitz, Fitz he had Brom's number early on in Brom's career, but looks like Jeff Brom may be flipping the script here. And, and this looks like it's going to be another win for Purdue, two wins in a row against Northwestern. Uh, uh, again, uh, the issues on offense are well-documented. Defensively, too, Kyle Northwestern, and of course, Mike Hankowitz, their standout coordinator, retired after last year. They brought in a new coordinator. They're really struggling on defense. and still a lot of questions on that side of the ball for the Wildcats.
0: I put Syracuse in at number seven. To me, it's sort of a, a
1: dangerous game in that it's the
0: first one on the road. It's in a little bit of a different environment in the Dome. If I'm Purdue, I'm on high <gasps> alert uh, for this contest. So I put the orange in at number seven. Who do you have there?
1: Remember, it's, it's, it's football, not basketball, Kyle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jim, I got, this, this is where I got Penn State. No, 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 sorry, no, sorry, I'm on, uh, no, I'm on Illinois now. This is Illinois. Uh, going, uh, yeah. you know, the, with, with the Illini game, the Cannon battling Champagne well, that game last year in 2020 over there was really something. David Bell State produced bacon that day. But, um, yeah, I'm, this, is where I, this is where I've got the Illinois game. I like Beulon's potential over there in or uh, in urbana I think he's going to get it done, just not yet. I think Purdue gets a, a hard-fought W over there uh, before Beatham, like I said, can uh, add more talent to this roster that, you know, still has a lot of questions, especially a quarterback where they could start, I guess, a former Syracuse player, Tommy DeVito. So that would be an interesting QB spot to to, to watch here this year. It
0: sounds like we both might have Penn State at number six. I put the Nittany Lions there. I think it's strange that Purdue will be an underdog in this game, even if it's only by three points. I think Purdue should get the home three points, in my opinion. I mean, you are talking about a Penn State team that is just 500 in the last two years. Uh, They lost a lot of talent to the draft this last year. They do have a veteran quarterback, but... mm not one that particularly scares me. There's a lot of veteran quarterbacks in the Big Ten, but you're just like, eh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know, you just list yeah. them off, and you're just not that imp- not that impressive. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe Sean Clifford is a little – slightly above some of those others uh, who are veterans who are unimpressive, like Tanner Morgan and Spencer Petrus who you're just like, okay. Eh, um <laughs> But I just, I just think, you know, I put, I, I, I'm confident in Purdue in this game. I feel like against Penn State under the lights, opener Thursday night, um, veteran quarterback that Purdue has. Uh, I like Purdue against Penn State. I put the Nittany Lions at number six.
1: Yeah, that's where I got the Penn State game too. You make a lot of good points. Um, I too, like you, I'm surprised that Purdue is an underdog last. I saw they were getting three and a half points. Um. Uh, to me, I think maybe by the time kickoff gets here, it's going to be fun watching that line. But um, yeah, boy, an opportunity right out of the gate. It's going to be a great atmosphere, prime time television Thursday night, a blackout. If you're going to jump on somebody, uh, jump on them in the very first game of the year on your own turf. And again, this is a Penn State program with its fair share of questions. You talked about it. They're an aggregate eleven and eleven in the last two years. I like Sean Clifford. Um, uh, they lost their best receiver, Jahan Dotson, but they have a transfer from Western Kentucky who's going to be a star. Untold uh, can't run the football, Kyle. It's crazy to think about, it, but Penn State yeah. cannot run the football. They really struggle along their offensive line. We've heard that before. So uh, and defensively, they're, they're going to be solid. And again, a couple of fun storylines in this game. Of course, Anthony Poindexter, the former Purdue assistant, is on that staff, and so is Taylor Stubblefield, the ex-Purdue. All-American, and Penn State's also breaking in a uh, new D.C. and Manny Diaz, the former Miami coordinator, or head coach, I should say, and told they're going to be awfully aggressive on that side of the ball, so it just sets out to be a real fun lid lifter.
0: All right, I might be going off script here uh, a little bit at number five, but I'm going to take the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, Purdue has Iowa's number. I feel like the game is at home. I feel like that for Purdue, home games against opponents who are vanilla offensively and aren't going to put up a ton of points is a pretty big advantage for the Boilermakers. And you add in the Tyrone Tracy, uh, Charlie Jones factor, you feel like one of those guys is going to go off because Purdue receivers can do so against Iowa. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly confident, if you can say that, at number five in our confidence picks, uh, Purdue versus Iowa. Now, there might be some other games out there that you're wondering about, and perhaps that's who you put in here at number five. Who do you got?
1: Good choice for a lot of reasons there, buddy. But this is where I've got the game at in Maryland. I know it's a road game. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I just think, you know, I know that Maryland went to a bowl game last year. I know they beat Virginia Tech. But I know they have a veteran quarterback in Tunglevoa. And some nice receivers too, but you know it's it's Maryland. Um, they really always struggle up front in the trenches, usually not overly tough, and usually not overly disciplined. Um, again, they have a lot of flash and a lot of glitz and some nice skill talent, but um, they uh, again the grit's usually absent with the Terps. I think yeah. Purdue goes in there and to College Park and, and, and takes care of business. Um, you were there the last time Purdue played. It was a total, utter disaster. And Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm not <laughs> and, uh, again, I know, like I said, the road game's tough, but I think Purdue gets the W in in uh, in, in College Park against, against Michael Oxley's crew. I
0: still have nightmares about that game, and it's why I do not have Maryland at number four. Instead, I have Nebraska at number four. Uh, I, I don't think the Cornhuskers are a top 25 type team like some others think, but I do think that Scott Bros team, you know, you know it would be nice, I think, if you were a Nebraska fan if he would stop saying ridiculous things that are just such a distraction, like the vomit thing from last week. but uh, <laughs> I, I do think that it, I do think that they will be more competitive and maybe win some close games, and so for me, that game is a little bit is a little bit dangerous for Purdue, um, because Nebraska will have some talent, and you have to imagine. At some point, they win some games.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so that's nice, nice call there. I think um, that game's in West Lafayette. And, uh, yeah, I've got Nebraska split in next in my confidence pick uh, Pick poll. Uh, you know, Casey Thompson's going to be their signal caller to the old Texas quarterback. Just so much change there in Lincoln, right? I think they have 15 players out of the portal that have joined the program, I like think two or three J.C. transfers, a new offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple, and um, just a lot of pressure, too, on this on this team. It's going to be fascinating, Kyle, to see what happens this weekend when they play Northwestern in Ireland. Um, if, if, if Nebraska loses that game, my gosh, it's, it's, it's going to set, obviously, a horrible tenor for a, a make-or-break season for Scott Frost, so just a huge game. And I think, again, Purdue's had their number, I think, I think they take care of business. I'm not sold on Casey Thompson, again, their quarterback. And and in Ross State Stadium, I think pretty takes care of the Huskers. Once again, they own for blowing that game up 2020 during the pandemic as well. So uh turned into kind of a fun little uh, fun little matchup uh, in Big Ten West.
0: All right, so I've got the game at uh, at Maryland at number three, which might be a little bit surprising to some. I just – maybe I have nightmares of – of the game that, in my opinion, just ended it for Daryl Hazel. I mean, they lost 50-7. Yep, yep, to yep. Seven, Just looked terrible uh, against back. the Terps. No, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, they could not <laughs> named their score. Um, but here's what does concern me about Maryland. A, it's on the road. B, the Terps will be able to put up some points. And I just feel like in a game maybe that turns into a little bit of a track me playing on the road – might get you in a little bit of trouble. Where the game falls in the schedule, I think, is a is a little bit problematic yeah. for the Boilermakers. So that's why that game. I'm not saying Purdue's going to lose that game. But to me, uh, that's a dangerous trip for the Boilermakers. So I have, I have Maryland at three. I'm guessing you have Iowa
1: then here at number three? Yeah. Yeah, I got Iowa split in there. And, um, you're right. That, that Maryland game, I think, is the second in October. They open, I think, at Minnesota. That's a make-or-break October, Kyle. Three of the four games on the road. But I digress. But yeah, this is where I split in Iowa, uh, at home. We all know Jeff Brom's four and one against this this, this team. They really had their number. November fifth, Ross-Age State. And you talked earlier, Tyrone Tracy, Charlie Jones. The storylines write themselves, right? It's going to be a just going a fun. It's going to be a fun day with maybe a lot on the line in the Big Ten West and. Uh, I think Purdue finds a way to continue Iowa's misery here. It's just uncanny. And uh, big plays, that, that defines Purdue's offense. That does not define Iowa's offense. And that's really been the difference in this matchup of late.
0: All right, two and one. I would guess that we have the same two teams in the same order here at Minnesota for number two for me and then number one at Wisconsin. That gopher game, uh, you know, might represent the road to the Big Ten West, perhaps. Purdue's able to get a victory there. It just. Feels like for whatever reason, BJ Black has just number four and one versus Purdue during the Brom slash Black mm-hmm. era at their respective schools, including the game last year that Minnesota won in the rain in Ross Aid. Uh, man, I think the advantage that Purdue would have is the quarterback advantage. I, I like O'Connell over Morgan, um, but man, it's just been a tough place for Purdue to go and get victories. So I've got Minnesota at two and then of course Wisconsin for all the reasons we know. It's been extremely difficult for Purdue to win Wisconsin, just a tough matchup. And uh if you were going to circle a game that you felt like Purdue had a a very small chance in that it would be that game at Wisconsin this year. Do you have those in the same order?
1: Perfect, buddy, you're exactly right. And um Kyle Purdue has yet to win in Minnesota's new football stadium, so there you go. I think you've yeah. got you to go back to about 2009 or something, the last time Purdue won up there. So big hex, and you know, like you said, flex 4-1 against Brom, and that one win came in 19, 2017 with a weather delay that Minnesota was primed to win that day, too. But Juwan Bentley, I think, he had to pick six, and Purdue sort of iced it late. But, yeah, they've been a real tormento, like like. Been Iowa's tormentor, Minnesota's been produced tormentor, and on the road, if you're going to really be a serious Big Ten West challenger, like you said, Kyle, he's got to find a way to get over this Minnesota hurdle. The last trip up there, do I need to remind you, buddy? The Payne Durham phantom pa- offensive pass oh. offense call that was Purdue's undoing in that game—just a painful memory. Then, of course, 2018, Kyle Purdue went up there, still very much in the hunt for the Big Ten West title. Late in the year, bitterly cold day. And Purdue uh, got beat pretty handily up there, so yeah, a lot, a lot of bad history up there. he's going to be trying to erase. And Wisconsin, my friend, well, we all know that we hate to keep regurgitating that pre-resume against the Badgers, but um, I think it's 15 losses in a row. The last win for Purdue against these guys was in Madison, like in 2003. So uh, just, uh, just a real bloodbath in some of these games. And Buttermore was the coach. Bob's been close. I thought he had him here in 2018 in double OT, but Jonathan Taylor went off and was Jonathan Taylor and won it. So, Blom's been close. Maybe maybe he can finally get over that hump this year versus the Badgers.
0: All right, let's take a break. We'll come back a couple more notes. That was a good uh, exercise there, 12 through 1, on the confidence picks for the schedule. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more football. That's next. This is Golden Black Radio. A-Zip Pizza is teaming up with Aiden O'Connell on Aiden's Air Raid Pizza all September long. Aiden likes his A-Zip loaded with barbecue, pulled pork, peppers, and Grippo's potato chips. a is owned by former walk football player Brad Niemeyer with locations in Lafayette, Evansville, Indianapolis, and more. Check it out at azippizza.com. That's A-Z-Z-I-P-P-I-Z-Z-A dot com.
1: At Purdue Federal
0: Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA when it comes to land sales a have experts in your corner Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist with decades of experience in Indiana agriculture no one knows the market better whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland your local Acre Pro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right visit acre
1: Life doesn't come with a financial roadmap. It does come with a lot of bumps and red lights. Steering clear of those doesn't have to be difficult. With First Source Bank's online money management tools, you can see all your financial accounts, balances, and transactions in one place. So you can easily set monthly budgets to help manage expenses and debt. Get the green light to a successful financial future with First Source's money management tools. First Source Bank, where better is better. Member FDIC.
0: On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, industrial and classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, content at the bar, dinner with family, or special events in the private dining room, the Energized and Incentive staff is here for you. Easton Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table.
1: Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn.
0: Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a
1: look at this week in Purdue Athletics
0: judges with Tom Dean Hart. We'd like to welcome in a couple of our new sponsors, A-Zip Pizza. Uh, thank you to them. Also, AcrePro. It would be very helpful if my phone line would not drop out in the middle of a read. So apologies to AcrePro on its first read on the pot. If you do want more information, call 765 right, Tom, just a couple of minutes here left in the program. Uh, the... The second major scrimmage was on Saturday. Some rave reviews for Aiden O'Connell. What was your big takeaway from the scrimmage? Yeah, that
1: was obviously a big one. And just back to some key players, Kyle, still really aren't full going. These practices and projected starters like Jalen Graham, Branston Dean, Corey Trice were uh, <clears throat> some of the key ones who still, and Brock Thompson as well, Kyle, are guys that, you know, I think Jeff Blom, I got the sense, is a little frustrated. He knows the urgency here. They got to get going here. Their game day is less than two weeks away, so that was a big one too. So still work to do. Um, as like I said, September first quickly approaches here.
0: Uh, a couple other notes. I mean, there's been a lot of praise for Nick Caraway, the the freshman defensive end. It seemed like he is playing his yeah. way into uh, a pretty big role. Charlie Jones as well, another newcomer. The way veteran newcomer wide receiver. From Iowa, of course. Uh, there are some guys who seem like they are, are making some moves here during training camp who are going to play yeah. uh, big roles come from uh, next Thursday.
1: Without a doubt, Nick caraway has been the best freshman. He didn't even get it until the summer. He's going to have a role. Probably not going to start, but he's too good to keep off the field. Also, keep an eye on Mo Amani. still the west side kid. I still think he's going to play a key role in those tackling. He talked about the Iowa kids, Tyrone Tracy. You know, I'm not saying he's Debo Samuel, but Purdue's going to use him like Debo Samuel as a receiver. Yeah. And as a uh, running back. And Charlie Jones, my goodness, speedy, fearless, two of the words that I'm using most often to describe, number 15. Maybe the best receiver Purdue has. I'm really eager to watch him not just work the slot, work outside, Kyle, but also run back, punts, and kickoffs. That's going to be one of those moments where you don't go up during the game, Kyle, and go get a hot dog. You stay in your seat when when Charlie Jones is ready to run back a punt, okay?
0: Sounds good. Ten days to go till we have something else to talk about, some actual games. Looking forward to that. Thanks, Tom.
1: Take care, buddy. And
0: again, uh thanks to our two additional sponsors, uh AZ Pizza. Wanna eat like Aiden O'Connell? Try Aiden's air raid at AZ Pizza all September long. Barbecue pork, peppers, Rippos potato chips are some of his favorite toppings available in Lafayette, Indianapolis and Evansville at AZ Pizza. Also, uh, welcome to Acre Pro. If you have questions, visit acrepro.com or call 765-587-3185. Thanks to our other sponsors, of course, as well. If you like the show, be sure to rate us five stars. Leave us a comment as well. Tell your friends. Certainly we would appreciate it. All right, that'll do it for the uh, podcast for this week. For Tom Deanhart, I'm Kyle Charters. Thanks for listening. This is Golden Black Radio.